You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off. What's up, everyone? Today on the show, I am opening up a can of Campbell's Soup. (laughs) No, it's not Campbell's Soup. Today on the show, we're diving into marketing for the digitally native audience, geriatric millennials, cool Gen Zs, (laughs) however you want to think about it. You just say the young folks. The young folks, the under 35, now the under 40. Well, really, it's the under 42 for those older millennials with back pain and joint issues. That's happening for the younger millennials, too. (laughs) What are your thoughts on this, V? I mean, brands have to evolve their marketing. For some of the longstanding brands that have been around for maybe over a century, that's kind of difficult Mm. to change Mm -hmm. that much, but you have to. It's very obvious when a brand is trying to use Gen Z speak to connect with an audience that they don't understand. It's not authentic. And it's giving the Steve Buscemi scene from 30 Rock that's become a (laughs) meme where he's dressed up like he has a backwards hat. He has a shirt that says music band and a skateboard. And he's like, how do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a balance between completely reinventing the brand and then kind of adapting it to a new marketing strategy that speaks to your audience. Ultimately, no brand wants to be the old brand at the party. And with that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. Shake and fake. That's what you say. Yeah, you say it. Cadillac versus Campbell's Soup. What's it going to be? Soup or vehicle? Soup or a luxury vehicle. Hmm. You don't get one after the episode. That's, I don't know if you read the fine print for this one. <laughs> Whoever takes the brand gets the brand. I will take Cadillac. Let's do it. Why Cadillac? Cadillac's a brand that's been around for a while, founded in 1902. Mm-hmm. Out of the remnants of the Henry Ford Company, which was Ford's second failed attempt at automobile manufacturing. Owned by General Motors, we know that. Very popular with baby boomers. The average age of the Cadillac buyer is 62, which is significantly higher than other luxury car brands like BMW and Mercedes-Benz. It's that old man caddy vibe. It's an old man caddy (laughs) vibe, Thomas. However, there is data to suggest that Gen Z and millennials are driving growth in the luxury market, particularly with Gen Z. So there's so much opportunity here for Cadillac to figure out a way to reinvent themselves or just resonate with that audience. I mean, if you can't buy a house, but you want that big purchase (laughs) feel, go buy a Cadillac. (laughs) And if you're a millennial, get neither. (laughs) Why are you taking Campbell's Soup? I'm choosing Campbell's Soup because this is an iconic brand. It's an iconic brand that really has not changed much since its founding. And we're talking 1895 when soup out of a can was cutting edge. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then imagine a label that's never changed since then. There was a team of executives that worked tirelessly to figure out the color palette for, for the can design. Really? No. <laughs> so uh, one of the executives actually just went to a Cornell Penn football game and was impressed by Cornell's new red and white uniforms in 1898, because that's what one would do. In 1898. Oh, my God. That is like the classic, like, oh, my logo is a, a bear because my <laughs> wife thinks it's your spirit animal. And you're like, is that right? I've always <laughs> liked blue, so let's build the brand around that. But that's sometimes how the story that's starts. the story. But yeah. a lot of brands change over time. Yes. And they have been iconic because they've kept it consistent. Mm -hmm. Campbell's Soup Company, it's worth noting, owns a variety of other brands, Prego, pasta sauce, also red. Uh, goldfish crackers. Orange. <laughs> Pepperidge Farms. And then a whole host of other brands like Cape Cod Chips, Kettle Chips, Pop Secret. The list goes on. And looking at the two brands we're talking about today, the Campbell Soup Can, not changed since that executive had his huge brand strategy moment and mm, made yep. a decision that was going to last maybe, oh, I mean, his entire lifetime. Brand epiphany. Many lifetimes. Cadillac, on the other hand, the brand evolution from 1902, from just being the word Cadillac, through to emblems, through to what looked like the, a pilot, like the pilot mm -hmm, wings, mm -hmm. through to... Something phallic, which we won't say. We'll we'll post about this. At some yeah, point. it's definitely phallic. <laughs> kind of looks like a Roman soldier's <laughs> helmet. And then something with the army and the super navy. army navy, nineteen forty five. I mean, navy. right after World War Two, makes were like, sense. We're all about. That's just so like gross. Okay, they were co-opting that brand. If moment. you love America, you'll buy a Cadillac. Everybody loved America then. Okay, <laughs> it's a different time now. It's a lot harder to be America right now. And then the brand evolved to kind of the sleek mark that we see today. It has some elements throughout the entire evolution of this brand, but it looks wildly different. And then you go back in the same timeline and the Campbell's Soup Cam has virtually not changed. Well, if you look at the uh, 1970s Cadillac logo and then you take your hands and grab both sides of it and stretch it sideways, it looks like the logo of today. <laughs> <laughs> so Campbell's is now taking a hard look how they can go after these younger audiences of today, what they can do to adapt their can design. And with that, I have a short clip to talk about exactly what they're doing in this brand moment. For the first time in 50 years, Campbell's iconic soup can looked different in 2021. Even though the changes are subtle, it makes the can feel like one that feels at home in your pantry versus one that you remember seeing in grandma's or granddad's pantry. Mm -mm, good. The redesign is so slight that customers might not have even noticed it. It was really important here that Campbell's did this evolutionary change, didn't step away from their iconic look and feel. This is Rob Meyerson, the founder of brand strategy firm Heirloom. He's been studying Campbell's redesign for a new edition of the book, Designing Brand Identity. So this is a can that's been on the shelves for 130 years. And in that clip, they show 1950s America, suburban housewife, grabbing a can, putting it in the shopping cart. Then they cut to the new, modern, sleek, cool Campbell's can. It looks pretty much the same. And I think it speaks to a brand that's kind of afraid to make any real major changes to the brand because it's become so popular. It's such a part of the American consumer's right. understanding of what Campbell's is. There's a nostalgia to it. Right. 
Cadillac, on the other hand, has been leaning into some of their core values in sustainability, environmentalism, and even innovation. Which is huge for this audience. Uh, environmental sustainability, you make cars that run on fossil fuels, but yeah. nice spin. <laughs> but we're going electric. <laughs> Uh, Cadillac has pledged to offer only electric vehicles by 2030. They keep moving the numbers out. You know, the the, the major see. brands come out. They're like, yeah, maybe 2040 is the year. Yeah. Very interested in that. Um, they're a brand of, of first. They actually launched the first electric starter in 1911. Mm. First mass-produced V8 engine in 1915. This brand's had a lot of firsts, and the big thing they focus on is this is such a long-standing brand, also in the American zeitgeist, that their whole website is touting right now 100 years of Cadillac, and it has a now and then section. And I think one of the things we talk about with Gen Z is seeing through the bullshit of things like performative allyship, mm. and brands really have to consider, before you hop on a bandwagon with a social issue, do you actually have anything to back it up? This is on their website, in the then section. In the 1930s, Cadillac began embracing a more diverse audience. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, no data, no information. In the 1930s, we know what was going on. We have history books. Today, the now, Cadillac continues this ongoing commitment to service underrepresented communities and collaborates with black, indigenous people of color and LGBTQ artists to create inclusive brand experiences. Again, no information on what that means or how they're doing the it. The word speaks for themselves. You just slap very, it up there? It's very clear. Oof. <laughs> it's like, we see what you're trying to do, but like, you think, are we? It's when a brand makes you feel like they think you're stupid. How many people are making it to that timeline? What are the page views on that? I Anyone just going doing there a to podcast buy a car? on brand marketing, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> People are shopping for the car. They're not, they're like 100 years cool. That's great. Well, in the Campbell's soup news of late, recently, this brand, this oldie timey brand, launched a TikTok campaign called We Got You, featuring popular influencers and unique ways of incorporating Campbell's products into their meals. I mean, people love that. People love watching cooking shows, they love watching influencers creating things with food. And they were incredibly successful. They were able to reach 1.6 billion views and help connect with younger audiences because that's what a lot of Gen Zs and Millennials are doing. Trying to figure out what your food plan is going to be for the week. Got to hit TikTok. See what's on the Instagram. I find it funny that uh, Campbell's launched a We Got You campaign and Cadillac during the pandemic launched a We Got Your Back campaign. Mm. Well, everyone's so, taking care of everybody. Everyone's taking care. They got us. They just no. They have us <laughs> by the wallet. <laughs> During the pandemic, Cadillac pivoted their marketing. They actually said the CMO pivoted their marketing every two weeks during the pandemic to make sure it was on tone, on brand. They were addressing what was necessary. And with this, we got your back program. Dealers were delivering fully sanitized cars. They were wearing gloves. They were showing up. They had cleaned your car. And they made improvements to their payment plans for people who were affected mm. during a pandemic but still wanted to buy a Cadillac. People are like, I can't go anywhere, but I'd like this thing in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, while that was all happening at Cadillac HQ, this little-known soup corporation named Campbell's was hard at work tinkering with their recipe, making changes, making their soup spicier because we all know millennials love Love the spice. And the timing was perfect. Millennials were at home eating 20 billion more meals a year. I don't know where that stat came from, but it's true. And they were also working with partnerships like Instacart, driving up sales, traditional media advertising, digital advertising, and also some partnerships with the NFL and specifically the Madden video game series. So they were trying some new things. Speaking of new strategies and leveraging digital marketing, Cadillac has leaned into experiential events to try to resonate with younger audiences. In 2019, the company launched its Cadillac Live program with virtual tours of vehicles. And I came to work today. I brought a clip of an interview with Cadillac CMO, Melissa Grady, who's gonna tell us all about it. Let's go. Tell them what they won, Melissa. So um, we have seen a shift of, we have something called Cadillac Live. I like to look at it as sort of your own personal auto show. There are product specialists that are in a studio and you dial in and it looks very much like this, except it's one way. So if you just went for a run or you are in your pajamas, um, you have no camera on and the product specialist then walks you through whichever vehicle you want to see. And we have props there. So if you want to see how does a stroller look in the back. I love that in this clip, they talk about you can buy a car with without having your camera on, which means you can look like shit and be in your pajamas. I have to say that is appealing to me, and I am in the target market for that. (laughs) So if you had to talk about any other brands... Well, we're talking about cars today, so I have to talk about Kia. We can't not mention that goddamn (laughs) Kia logo introduced in 2021, which warranted 30,000 monthly Google searches for KN car because people didn't know it said Kia. It looked like KN and I have to say- It still looks like KN. It still looks like KN. It still looks like KN. However, for a brand that previously had a logo that was giving Kmart vibes. Oh yeah. I feel like it went a little too cool for school. You think so? Oh my God. You went from like this red, like post cereal logo to like- People, but maybe that's the mystique. They won't know what we are, so they'll Google it, and then they'll discover it's a Kia. I think they tried to shed any of the existing (laughs) brand equity that they had to make you take a hard look. They did. And if you're Googling it, you're interested. (laughs) Well, I'd have to give a shout-out to Verizon, which launched Visible in 2018, a brand geared specifically to attack the Gen Z and millennial audience with pretty unbelievable prices. Very different brand from Verizon, but it logo lockup that has a Verizon brand underneath. So you're like, wait, so I'm paying less, but I'm getting Getting the the same same thing. And it has like very clear marketing of unlimited everything, no hidden fees. So it's like, wait, but you're still giving the hidden fees with regular Verizon? Yeah, but then they're also like, our values are transparency, (laughs) no corporate bullshit. And one of their values is having fun. But like, yeah, you're right. Why am I having this horrible experience what? over here with my Verizon phone and Visible's over here like twirling in Isn't the back of the Isn't that going to just show? cannibalize their whole business? No, it's not. <laughs> the boomers listening, they're going to go to this site and they're going to be like, this doesn't look legit at all. I'm going back to Verizon. We can't talk about brands 
desperately attempting to capture Gen Z's attention without talking about Bose. Oh my God. Bose, high quality speakers, headphones, sound systems. And they tried to take what like Duolingo, we've talked about on the podcast before, has done by like, hey, we've clearly given our social media uh, like marketing coordinators, controls, or Gen Z. We're going to let you like do what you want. Connect with people. Be honest. It looks like a boomer who is like, I'm going to try to make something that is exactly what I think Gen Z humor is. And it is oh, not hitting. It's just so bad. Can we, can we play an example? Yes. You, you only get the audio, the visuals worse. But Go the to their stereo. TikTok right now. Okay. <laughs> the caption to this is corporate did not make us start actually marketing the product. Laugh out loud. Hashtag noise canceling earbuds. Hashtag waterproof speaker. The list goes on. I like, yeah. The only thing I'll say is if Bose has figured out that the older members of their audience aren't on TikTok, then taking a risk like this actually makes sense because you don't have to worry about creating messaging that will alienate part of your audience. You can hyper-target one audience and not care that it won't make sense to another segment. You're right. They're definitely not going to reach my mom on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're looking for more topics around reaching Gen Zs, we have a great episode from last season, Carhartt versus Levi's. It's definitely worth a listen. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work... If you're the CMO, a marketing leader, CEO that's trying to reach tomorrow's customer, really today's customer, you know, those geriatric millennials with the canes and walkers we talked about earlier, those scary Gen Zs, here's some tips for you. First, understand your audience. And in this case, this is an audience where cultural influences, values, and preferences are really important. And secondarily, authenticity is key. Gen Z's and millennials appreciate transparency, authenticity, and they want to understand that your company or your brand aligns with their personal values. Beyond that, this is an audience that you can reach with influencers. They already trust and have personal connections with those audiences, and you can tap into an immediate following with that strategy. Next, I would say speak their language, but don't try too hard. Stay up to speed on pop culture, references, memes, what's already going on in the social sphere. But if you can't do it, don't lean forward too hard. You don't want to sound chuggy. Then it comes down to content. Use engaging and interesting and entertaining content. Where you can, use humor. Things that are entertaining and shareable and relatable are going to reach a larger audience. And choose the right platform. At the end of the day, for these audiences, TikTok and Instagram are really your best bet. Finally, this is an audience that loves a good deal. So think about ways that you can use promotions, loyalty programs, and other ways to drive growth. Remember, marketing to Gen Zs and millennials is more about building relationships than selling products. How do you do, fellow kids? What? So if you had to take anything away from the show today, what would it be, V? It's that if you're going to put the riz on your marketing and earn some respect, <laughs> remember, Gen Z and millennials know when you're full of shit. And mine would be if you're the old brand at the party, 
that doesn't know how to resonate with today's kids, this is your intervention. This is a PSA. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.